are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? I'm your girl, Janan, right here. Here on TKO, we talk about the most exclusive hot topics from the world of mixed martial arts. Alternatives MMA discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about legendary fighters, how they got started in the game, and where they are now. All right, man, today's uh, episode is pretty close to my heart because it's pretty much, you know, it's going to be our last new episode until April 27th because in the meanwhile, your girl right here will be having exams and, you know, your girl needs to study, man. So, I mean, even though as, as much as I wanted to, you know, come in here and take a study break, but, you know, I got to pass, man. I got to do well in school, but, you know, I have brand new material for you on April 27th. So, yeah, so this is going to be our last new episode before then. But you know what? As long as we have it, let's just rejoice it, right? Okay. So today, what I have for you today is that I have a few fight announcements for you today about some fights that are coming up on various um, UFC pay-per-view cards in the future. And not only that, we also have some Bellator uh, fights coming up in the upcoming months. So in case you don't know what Bellator is, well, if you know what the UFC is, Bellator is basically UFC's biggest competition. So there you have it. So we're going to be having a few fights, fight announcements, and we're going to be previewing those fights. Also, in addition to the fight announcements, we're going to be previewing the next UFC pay-per-view card, which is UFC 210, which is going to happen in Buffalo, New York. So if you haven't already gotten your ticket to go to cross-border and go uh, go to Buffalo, New York, well, here's a chance. You can just buy your ticket even though it could be a little bit pricey, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be worth it because the fights that are headlining and, you know, co-main eventing are pretty, pretty exciting and fun. So, yeah, but if you can't really go and, you know, you can't really buy the tickets or go, we'll just buy the pay-per-view and we're going to be previewing that card for you so that you're more pumped up than ever. But right now, let's just get into our fight announcements. So what are we waiting for? Let's just get started. Okay. Okay, so the first fight announcement that I have for you guys is a fight between Anderson Silva, the legendary Anderson Silva, and Kelvin Gastelum for UFC 212, which is going to happen in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Okay, this fight... I'm telling you, man, okay, when I first figured out that this fight is actually scheduled to happen, I got goosebumps because both of these guys, man, they are just so good at what they're doing in the octagon. They're both phenomenal fighters. And the thing is, um, if you actually did listen to our last episode, we went through Kelvin Gastelum's last fight because he just fought, Kelvin Gastelum just fought in Brazil against the legendary Vitor Belford, another Brazilian legend, uh, another phenomenal fighter and um in his fight which was uh in in brazil against vitor belford he completely dominated over vitor vitor belford 
And, you know, before that, everybody was saying, oh, man, Kellen Gastelum, you know, he's just a mediocre fighter and whatnot. Because uh, before that, he 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 had some problems making weight for 170 pounds. But recently, I believe for his last two fights, he's been fighting at 185 pounds. So he moved up a weight class. And um, now that he's fighting at 185, and, you know, the, uh, the fights that he's been getting, he's been able to completely dominate over his opponents and so in his last fight Kelvin Gastelum you know completely outsmarted Vitor Belford um, in the octagon and the win that he got that night in Brazil just uh, you know guaranteed his future uh, his future in terms of um, getting fights uh, against you know well-known fighters and pretty you know high-ranked fighters and so after his fight against Peter Belford, he called he actually called out Anderson Silva and well, you know, the boss, Daniel White, the president of the UFC, actually, you know, he did listen to him. And now Kelvin Gastelum is scheduled to fight Anderson Silva. And man, let's just talk about Anderson Silva for a second. Anderson Silva, he if not if he's not the greatest, he is among the best fighters the best MMA fighters out there and I don't think you're gonna see someone like Anderson Silva like you know for a while unless you have this you know superhuman fighter who who's gonna enter the game in, in the upcoming years because Anderson Silva is just so special his striking is just out of this world his Muay Thai skills are just great and you can't really I mean, you do see some fighters trying to kind of imitate Anderson Silva in their in their fighting style, but Anderson Silva, you don't really see anybody else like him, and he's just such a pioneer in the game when he when he introduced some um, you know um, specific striking skills into uh, the MMA game, and so because of that, he's really special, and not only that. He's not only good in his striking game, but he's also demonstrated that he's he can be as good on the ground. So his jiu-jitsu skills are also just out of this world. And, well, let's just say that Anderson Silva, you know, I feel like he's one of the godfathers of modern MMA because... Just like I said, a lot of fighters are trying to be like him nowadays. And so let's just talk about Anderson Silva for a bit. Anderson Silva used to be the, uh, uh, you know, the middleweight champion at the UFC. And he was one of the most dominating champions um, when he was uh, the reigning champion. And so, yeah, so he is one of the guys that you need to be watching out for, even though he's kind of old right now. But you shouldn't you should never underestimate Anderson Silva. And let's just talk about his last fight for a sec. He fought Derek Brunson in his last fight. And, um, you know, he was trying his best to just put everything out there and, you know, do all that he could in order to win that fight, even though a lot of people said that uh, the decision, uh, the, uh, the, the judges' scorecards were a bit controversial, but in the end, he won that fight against Derek Brunson. 
And you know what? Let's just let's just see how this fight goes because it's it's pretty interesting to see what's what's going to be next for Anderson Silva, considering the fact that he's had so many uh, so many years in, in, in the sport and um, he's got so much experience. And so, uh, would the next step for him uh, to be retiring or just to continue fighting until his last breath? And it's pretty interesting to see what's next for Kelvin Gastelum as well because. You know, uh, when he was interviewed uh, after his fight against Peter Belford, Kelvin Gastelum said that he actually wants to go back to welterweight to 170, even though he's had some failures in terms of uh, making weight. And he said that he doesn't want to be a mediocre uh, middleweight to be fighting against the top ring fighters in middleweight. And he says that he believes that he could potentially be the welterweight champion if he actually does go back to 170 pounds. So it's pretty interesting to see what's actually going to turn out. And you know what? I'm super, super pumped for this fight. Whenever you have Anderson Silva on a card, it's just going to be absolutely amazing. And Kelvin Gastelum recently shown that he is just, uh, you know, such a such a fighter to be extremely pumped up for. So, yeah, I am extremely pumped up for this fight. Let's just see how it goes. At UFC 212 in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Okay, the ne- the next fight announcement that I have is actually not for the UFC. It's for Bellator. It is for Bellator 180, which is going to happen in New York City in Madison Square Garden. Yes, this is the first time that Bellator is bringing its fight its fight card to New York City. So. I think we talked about uh, the fight that was scheduled to happen between Fedor Emelianenko, a legendary fighter, like, you know, the greatest of all time, many people, as many people would say. So the fight between Fedor Emelianenko and Matt Mitrion was canceled a few, a few weeks back because Matt Mitrion was uh, medically unfit to fight Fedor because of um, kidney stones. But right now, the that fight between Fedor and uh, Mamatrion is rescheduled to happen again at uh, Madison Square Garden at, U- at uh, Bellator 180. And so, just like we've said before, this is going to be an amazing fight because you shouldn't. Even though Fedor is one of those guys who's been uh, who's been the dominator for many many years in the game, you should never underestimate him because he's uh, he he's got bomb uh, you know hooks, and he, if they do connect to your head. You're, you're done. You're done. So you should obviously watch out for his striking. And for Matt Mitrion, even though it, this is going to be a great opportunity for him to be fighting against Fedor, a, a, a huge name in the game. And so uh, Matt Mitrion also has great striking and wrestling. So we need to see uh, Matt Mitrion, you know, just uh, not being st- super aggressive against Fedor, but, you know, take his time and try to be smart in his fight against Fedor because it, ultimately what it all comes down to is to see what, with what game plan does each guy come into the uh, come into the cage with. And, you know, let's just see how it goes, man. Like, I'm really excited. Hopefully this time it actually does happen. 
Yeah, man. Hopefully no one gets injured or, you know, goes to the hospital or has problem making weight. I mean, this is, this is probably not going to be a huge deal with because this is a heavyweight fight. So uh, there's probably not going to be a lot of problem with uh, making weight. So hopefully, fingers crossed this time, the, the fight will actually happen because it's going to be huge. Like, I've been looking forward to this fight forever. So <laughs> hopefully it actually does take place this time. And for the main event of Bellator 180 in New York City, we have Vanderly Silva against Chael Sonnen. Oh man, okay, this fight is going to be amazing because first of all, there's a lot of trash talk. We all know Chael Sonnen. Chael Sonnen used to fight for the UFC and before that he was fighting for Strike Force, I believe. And, um, it, you know, like he's had a few... Um, opportunities to fight for the uh, fight, fight for the belt w in whichever organization he is but unfortunately he hasn't been successful at actually you know getting the belt for himself but the thing is Chael Sonnen is a gr is a phenomenal trash talker and before there was Conor McGregor ladies and gentlemen there was Chael Sonnen with his trash talking so, as you can imagine, this fight is going to be amazing because Chael Sonnen, by the time he, he first signed his um, Bellator contract, he was, call he was calling out, you know, Vanderlei Silva because he's had, uh, you know, uh, he, he's got a great history with Vanderlei Silva. There's a lot of beef between these, uh, these two guys. As a matter of fact, Chael Sonnen and Vanderlei Silva, uh, back in the day when they were both in the UFC, they were coaching, they were, uh, they were the two coaches on uh, one of the seasons uh, on uh, The Ultimate Fighter, the show, the reality show, um, which was produced by the UFC. And so there was a lot of beef between these, between these two guys. And um, the thing is, because as you already know, uh, in the show The Ultimate Fighter, by the end of the show, uh, the coaches actually get to face off and fight another but in this case uh, there was a lot of um, you know back you know back uh, backstage problems between you know Chelsea and uh, uh, Vanderlei Silva and the production team and like you know there was a lot of behind the scenes uh, uh, issues so the fight never really got to happen but right now we actually have the chance to see this fight that we've always been looking forward to uh, you know to happen to actually take place so let's just talk about Vanderlei Silva for a second Vanderlei Silva before he got into the UFC he was one of the pioneers one of the veterans of the sport when he was fighting for the Japanese MMA organization Pride. Yes, the, uh, you know, the good old Pride days all, uh, all featured Vanderlei Silva in their, in their fight cards. And uh, he's just so good at what he does. And he, the, the, the stance that he has in his fights helps him a lot with his striking. And, um, you know, he has this, you know, sturdy, rigid sort of uh, stance to, to him that actually helps him, you know, throw a lot of um you know over the head hooks that uh, you know gives uh, that he like when he throws them there's a lot of torque associated with that shot which definitely helps him with uh, you know um, making the shot actually extremely efficient in terms of connecting to the opponent's head and body and being you know effective and causing damage and then Chell Sun and man we're talking about an all-american wrestler so we need to be watching out for this guy and uh, you know when it comes to wrestling obviously he is the dominator and um, he's really good at ground and pounding 
all he needs to watch out for because in his last fight in Bellator, he got choked out. Chael Sonnen got choked out uh, on the ground. So he needs to work on his jiu-jitsu perhaps. And he also needs to work on his um, striking because he will probably have a great chance in striking against Vanderlei Silva. And because Vanderlei Silva is also uh, really good at his jiu-jitsu game, so it would be best not to take the game to the ground in this particular fight. So it would be better to just keep uh, keep things, um, you know, in the in uh, stri- in the standing game and to just keep striking with one another. So that's the game plan that I would propose for both of these fighters to follow. But again, it all comes down to what will actually happen and whether or not this fight will actually take place because you know you know there's a lot of (laughs) side issues that could be associated with all like each and every fight that we talk about that is scheduled to happen but for some reason some of them don't actually happen and hopefully again just like I said before there aren't any problems with the weight cuts and uh, injuries and so forth so let's just hope that this fight also does take place at Bellator 180 in Madison Square Garden. All right. <laughs> That's all the fight talk. Uh, all the fight announcement, actually, that we have for today. Right now, it would be proper to take a really, really quick break. And after this, we're going to be back with UFC 210 preview. Do not go anywhere. Stay tuned. Kane is in the building. <laughs> Everybody, what is happening? It's your girl Janan on TKO. If you just joining us, TKO is all about mixed martial arts. It's what we talk about all day, every day here on TKO. So the song you just heard is called Right Above It by my man Lil Wayne featuring Drake. But this is obviously the instrumental version. So... I chose this. To, I, I chose a song today because it definitely does fit the occasion right now. Just like we always say, because uh, this is actually the song that Daniel Cormier usually walks out to during his fights, and Daniel Cormier uh, is obviously headlining um, a um, light heavyweight bout uh, against his opponent Anthony Rumble Johnson in UFC 210, which is what we are going to talk about right now. Okay, so without further ado, let's get started okay so before i get to the dc versus anthony rumble johnson fight let's just get started with the co-main event of the evening which is a middleweight bout between chris weidman and gegard musasi so this fight is actually pretty interesting because you have the number four and five, uh, you know, contenders in the middleweight division fighting each other. And uh, as you guys already know, things are pr- like the, the the competition is really, really close uh, amongst the top five ranked um, uh, contenders in the middleweight division. Because obviously you have guys like Yoel Romero, Luke Rockhold, Jacare Sosa, and, um, you know, obviously Chris Weidman, Gegard Musso. 
Sasi, and obviously the champion Michael Bisbing. So it's pretty uh, important to figure out who uh, who is more deserving to be a higher ranked opponent or, or a contender in this division. So this is obviously a really well thought uh, matchup, and I really applaud the um, you know the matchmakers for actually uh, you know coming up with this match between uh, Chris Weidman and Giger Musasi. So let's just talk about Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman is an all-American wrestler. He is the former middleweight champion. He became the champion as he defeated the legendary Anderson Silva. And uh, many people applauded him for that. And he was definitely deserving of, uh, you know, being called a champion because he definitely fought like one and um, defended his title many, many times. However, um, when he was fighting uh, another opponent of his, um, Luke Rockhold, he was defeated because um, it, it was just one mistake that he made in the fight. And the, the entire fight just, you know, turned against him. And as a result, he lost um, due to being ground, uh, you know, grounded and pounded. <laughs> upon by Luke Rockhold, his opponent, but it's okay because he took about a year, uh, a year off, and then he was training, and then again he came back to fighting, and uh, unfortunately he, in his last fight as well, he was doing well in the first two rounds, but in the last round, unfortunately he was caught, you know, uh, he was caught with a um, flying knee. And um, he was, um, you know, knocked out cold. So uh, things didn't really go in his way in his, uh, if, uh, during his last two fights for Chris Weinman. But that definitely doesn't take away anything from uh, how, uh, how potent of a fighter he is and how talented of a wrestler he is. So uh, against this fight, in this fight against um, Giger Musasi, he definitely has a chance at winning if he does use his skills you know, smartly. If he does um, uh, plan his moves, he is going to be successful. He can't just, just go out there and, you know, start being aggressive. He needs to be smart in this fight because Giger Musasi, he, he is such an, uh, you know, uh, not so talked about fighter in terms of you know everybody talks about the champion and like the uh, the first uh, first few rank guys in a division but people don't really talk about Giger Musasi which really really bothers me because Giger Musasi is a veteran of a sport before he got into the UFC he was fighting for pride and he is just such a phenomenal fighter so people should never, never underestimate Gegard Musasi. And especially in his last fight, he's got, he's got back-to-back wins. So no one should really underestimate Gegard Musasi. And, so, and neither should Chris Wyman. And so in this case, uh, you know, just like I said, Chris Wyman has to be smart in this fight against Gegard Musasi. Because Gegard Musasi is always, uh, you know, smart with his moves and how he attacks his, his opponents in the fights. So, and Giger Musasi is um, also really accurate with his strikes, and when the fight does go to the ground, he knows what he's doing. He's not just scrambling with the guy on the ground. He knows his, he knows his moves. He knows what he's doing. He's an extremely smart guy. He's an extremely smart fighter. He's got such a high fighting IQ, and so because of that, whoever is fighting him, you need to be aware of what uh, Giger Musasi is capable of. 
And so because of that, this fight is going to be absolutely phenomenal. And I seriously cannot wait to see how this fight is going to be uh, turning out. So now, man, let's just move to the main event of the evening, which is the bout between the meta, uh, the championship bout between the light heavyweight champion, Daniel Cormier, DC versus the number one light heavyweight contender, who is Anthony Rumble Johnson. Now, as you guys, as we all, you know, as all of us uh, Canadian MMA fans know, this fight was going to happen in Toronto at UFC 206, but unfortunately it didn't really happen because Daniel Cormier was injured because he had torn a ligament in his groin. So hopefully he's now fully recovered because, you know, that's that's just such a horrible injury. And, uh, I mean, I believe he is because he's about to fight one of the most dangerous strikers in the entire sport, who is Anthony Rumble Johnson. So, Daniel Cormier is an Olympic wrestler, and, you know, you should never underestimate Daniel Cormier when it comes to just, you know, fighting with him because people are saying that, oh, he's a wrestler, therefore he can't, you know, pr you know perfectly strike or do uh, anything jiu-jitsu-wise uh, when the fight does go to the ground. He's just going to, you know, dominate you and just push you through his wrestling skills and just win the fight like that. But you should never underestimate um, Daniel Cormier because even though he does use his wrestling skills uh, for his own benefit, but he definitely, like, that doesn't take away from um, his other uh, fighting skills and his um, striking and ground game. Also, let's talk about Anthony Rumble Johnson. Man, Anthony Rumble Johnson... <laughs> Recently, he's been so good at his fights because he is one of the deadliest strikers, not only in the UFC, not only in the light heavyweight division, but perhaps in the entire sport. One of his shots is enough, if they do connect correctly to your temple, is enough to drop you cold down to the canvas. So it's just he his hands are extremely dangerous and deadly. And um, I would say Daniel Cormier actually does need to use his wrestling in order to, uh, you know, just uh, continue fighting with Anthony Rumble Johnson because he cannot just, you know, stand there and uh, just stand in um, Anthony Rumble's range and just allow him to strike with them because that would be that wouldn't be the smartest thing to do. Just like I said. And um, Anthony Rumble Johnson, well, because Daniel Cormier is a phenomenal wrestler, he needs to work on his take takedown defenses, and he does need to know what he needs to do if the fight does go to the ground. Because just like I said, jiu-jitsu isn't um, DC's you know, forte. So if Anthony Rumble D uh, Johnson does know uh, what he can do on the ground with DC, then he could potentially be successful in this fight. So man, just like I said, this fight is definitely going to be amazing because whoever wins this fight is going to be fighting the former champion, John Jones, the legendary John Bones Jones and just like we are uh, just like we all know John Jones was never really defeated in the octagon he was just um, you know stripped of his title because of um, all uh, all the you know drug use and all the problems that he was having outside the octagon but he is actually undefeated in the octagon so whoever wins this fight whoever becomes the you know if if it, if we have and still Daniel Cormier or if we have and new Anthony Rumble Johnson as the champion, 
the winner of this fight is going to be fighting John Jones against, uh, you know, in, a, in, in the biggest fight card uh, that the UFC has perhaps ever, you know, hosted and, and, and planned. So it's pretty interesting to see who is actually going to win this fight. And man, I am extremely, extremely pumped for this fight and um, hopefully again no one gets injured because that is definitely going to be a bummer and man unfortunately that's all the time we're gonna have for this week i'm really really sad because this is our last episode before april 27th but rejoice because april by april 27th we're gonna be having all new material for you guys and we're gonna be you know um going through breaking down the fights that actually did happen on you uh, on ufc 210 in buffalo new york and we're gonna be having many many more things for you guys many many exciting things for you guys over the summer and so until then i'm your girl janon right here and this is tko peace out